Hi, I'm P, and this is my podcast. episode 20. I actually stuck to 20 episodes. It's crazy. I didn't think I was going to keep doing the podcast when I started it. All right. So we have some questions. The first question is in episode 17, you talked about not holding others projections of you. How exactly do you do that? Even if it's easy to you, I want to know your mental energetic process or what your reasoning is. I struggle with this so much. Okay, let me uh, talk about this with a specific projection that I sometimes, it still comes up as a problem for me, but it's a lot easier to let go of. The projection that seems to irritate me the most is that I am callous and that I don't care and that I'm like a sociopath. The first thing I will say that has helped me in the end is that I don't know if those people who are projecting on me are real and they are simply aspects of myself that feel like these things are true. And so bring up that the projection that's bothering you, the one that you are feeling affected by, a part of you believes it. Talk to yourself about it because the stranger's not going to want to talk to you about it. Or like the person who maybe it's a friend of yours. My friends don't really project on me, which is great, but like strangers do. Anyway, so the the person who is doing the projecting they're not going to really want to have a convo about that just because they they're not inside of your body they can't really see the different parts of you and so you have an issue with it talk to yourself about it bring it up for me the whole like i'm a sociopath i don't care about things callous thing it bothered me because it is partially true there are a lot of things that i don't care about and it makes me uncomfortable because i was allegedly put on the planet to assist people somehow and i'm like how can i assist people when I don't always care. And I realize that that's actually a part of the gift that I have to offer is that I don't really take a lot of things super seriously, which is what some people need from me is the the ability for me not to overindulge in their issues with them. And so coming to terms with those aspects of yourself, it, it's like it's like a part of yourself wants to be loved. So the thing that you are thinking as a problem that people are projecting onto you, all they're doing is bringing to the surface a part of you that needs love. Give it love, learn to accept it, learn how to train it to become a source of power for you. And yeah, that could, that could be helpful. I hope this helps. Next question. Any advice on maintaining relationships with people such as family members that you don't agree with on a lot of things or whose opinions often annoy I'll say you, they said me, but often annoy me. They said, I don't like conflicts, but certain people I want to keep a relationship with keep dragging me into arguments and I want to find a way to maintain peace and never argue. Thanks, love you. So ask yourself, why are you arguing? Why can't they have their opinion? Why is their reality less true than yours? That's what I would ask. Arguments happen when you're trying to suppress someone else's experience of truth. And ask yourself why you want to suppress their experience. Pay attention to your opinions. And if their opinions harmonize or resonate with yours, it's lit. Sweet. When they don't say like, cool, yeah, you have that experience. You believe in this thing. That's totally fine. We don't need to argue about it. That's what I do. I love you too. Also, next question. 
can an old timeline haunt you? Okay, so th- this question is amazing to me because I used to have this feeling that I was like cursed or haunted for a really long time. Like since I was a child, there's just this like haunting type of feeling that I felt. And that feeling of being haunted by an old timeline is you refusing to let go of that past you thinking that that past is the ultimate truth when in reality everything destroys itself and recreates itself in the moment and so the past doesn't actually exist anymore everything has been destroyed from the past and it gets recreated and so be willing to let go of those things that no longer exist and you will not be haunted but as long as you think that that past has some sort of power over where you are now there might be this feeling of like haunting or cursedness Next question. You mentioned a while back that you can fall in love with anyone. What are some of the difficulties you go through with expressing yourself that way and how do you approach it? For this question, I asked for clarity because I didn't really understand. And they said, I guess that what I mean is when making that statement, have you received any difficulties from it? Like, would people think that you're not valuing or loving them more than others or not making it special because you can just love everyone? Honestly, if someone has an issue with the fact that I can love anyone it's on it's like it sounds like a personal problem to me I I really and I'm not even trying to sound rude but that is an issue that they're having inside of themselves I do not need to feel special because honestly if everyone's special is anybody special you know and if I spend more time with someone, there are more times where I am loving them. It doesn't mean that I love them more than other people, but I'm physically around them more. And so I, they get more of my love because I'm around them more. So I don't really have problems with that. That doesn't really, it's not really an issue in my life. And I think that it's also not an issue because I don't make it an issue. I don't have, it's not my job to make people feel special. That's up to them. And if they are people who need to feel special, probably shouldn't (laughs) be in a relationship with me because I don't do that. At least not purposely. I, I find that the people in my life do say that I make them feel special, but that's because I truly believe that everyone is God. And like, why would I not be in awe of God's just walking around, you know? So yeah. Do you know, oh, this is a human design one, but do you know your motivation and transfer motivation? If so, how do you work with this info in your real life? I do know my motivation. My motivation is innocence and my transfer motivation is desire. And so as someone with an innocence motivation, I had to learn that it's okay that I'm someone who finds the perfection and even like horrible situations. I can, I can see how everything is working together and I can see how like this is like how the world has to be and oftentimes I'll get into my transference and it brings me to this like really painful place when I'm like just like no the world should not experience suffering this is terrible it's horrible and when I get into this desire where I'm like I have to fix it I have to change this world I have to morph it into my will of what I think is right that it gets really really heavy for me and what I have to remember is that who I am is someone who holds space for the perfection of this existence. And when I remind myself that everything is occurring as it should, I 
come back to normal for a while. I do have to stay away from the internet sometimes because the internet is a place that magnifies people feeling like this world is a horrible place. And people with the motivation of innocence, it's it, re- it kind of hurts us when people are like, the world sucks, it's freaking terrible. It's like, no, we that's, the world's our little baby. Why would you call it horrible? You know, so... Cool. Okay. The next half of this question is what's my trajectory? This is another human design thing. Any thoughts that I have on this? I'd be interested to hear. My trajectory is from observer to observed. I don't really think about this that much. I do realize that whenever I go out into public, I am observed. People are, they watch me immediately, which is annoying to be honest, because I, I do remember as a child, I used to like weirdly sit on the sidewalk and just watch kids play and just observe them. And I'm like, hmm, interesting children having their playful experience. I mean, it feels like the older I get, the more I can't be the observer anymore. It's like I can't hide ever in public, which can be annoying. But I also realized that like it's part of why I came to the planet was to be seen, which feels so weird because a lot of people conflate that with like narcissism or like vanity and stuff. But I don't know. Some of us came here to be seen and you have to learn how to be cool with it. If that's, you know, your thing. Next question. How can I slash folks with sexual trauma approach healing from a spiritual perspective? So in my opinion, everything is spiritual. So I would say, like, how can you approach healing? My personal belief on healing is that you approach healing from the space of already being healed if you're always in the state of healing you will always be in the state of healing and so and it doesn't mean that you like always feel healed but find moments in the day where you're like what would it feel like if I was healed how, how do I know that I'm not healed right now or maybe don't even ask that question because then you'll give yourself answers but consider that right now you're healed and just spend time in that state of being healed and what happens is from that state of being healed answers can come like people like while you're in that vibration of being healed maybe a teacher might pop up on your instagram maybe suddenly you'll get like a download from that space maybe on the internet there will be a new resource for you to reach out to that will get you to that state of being healed more consistently but finding places that where you can accept where you are now and seeing yourself as healed now start to create more density in the timeline where you are healed and people are portals into those new timelines all the time podcasts are portals instagram posts are portals. like there's so many things that can pop up around you that can move you more and more into that state of being healed but try to find times in the day every day where you are standing in that healed state and if you're someone who like needs to know what like being healed feels like ask yourself like what would happen if i was healed or maybe look like google people who have healed from sexual trauma list out their personality traits and like try to hold the state of those things hopefully that is helpful All right, so the last question I have is, the only channel I have in my chart is the channel of emoting, 39 to 55. This is a human design question, by the way. What is your interpretation of using this energy correctly when calling in the ideal career? First thing I will say is that if you're calling in something new, 
uh, are you a specific or non-specific manifester? I would take a look at that. Are you, are you supposed to sit in the feeling of this new career that you'd have? Or do you specifically already know the career that you want? That's the first thing I would say. What I will say about the channel of the 3955 is that it's an individual channel. So it's something that is quite unique to you, the way that you experience this energy. It comes with a lot of like individual moodiness that can seem to come from nowhere. It might not make sense to other people why you are in a particular mood, whether it be high or low. And the reason for this is that you cause like it kind of reminds me of baking an egg. You're someone whose energy breaks the egg and the yolk pours out. And from this egg, new things can occur. New dishes, like an omelet, or let's say it's like a human egg and the sperm hits the egg wall, creating this new thing, right? So there is this new creation that comes from you having emotional experiences. It creates more of something else. So knowing that what you bring to the table is a, this feeling of provoking people, which you've probably read. It's this feeling of like hitting a wall and cracking it open. And so know that you bring that to the table. There may be people who are possibly hiding emotions from themselves. Um, and you're someone who can bring those things to the surface and create an experience for them, an emotional experience that brings them closer to source or brings them closer to um, having their own spiritual experience. I would say in a career field, you could work anywhere, honestly, but let's say you're working with other people, learn how to make sure you have a time where you can like get away from other people when you're having certain emotional experiences so that you don't feel like you are needing to contain your mood because there might be pushback sometimes when you're having a certain high or low. And you don't want to contain it because it, it breaks something inside of you as well and creates more abundance for yourself. And when they talk about abundance in this channel, from my understanding, it's just abundance in general. An abundance meaning like the momentum of increase. And so it's an increase of whatever it is that you are experiencing. And I feel like when people hear abundance, they are always like, yeah, money, like more stuff. And it's also like abundance is very Jupiter energy and Jupiter just makes everything bigger, everything. So when you're having these experiences where you're breaking open both yourself to feel more, what are you saying? Like what stories are you creating behind these emotional experiences? Because that is what you will create more of. So let's say you're experiencing deep melancholy. Are you deciding that the melancholy means that there's something wrong with you? Or are you saying that you are someone who is creating beauty for melancholy? So just be aware of the stories that you're telling yourself around your emotional experiences because you will increase whatever story that you're telling. It's really interesting because my partner, I don't know if he likes or doesn't like when I talk about his chart on here. I can't, I don't know. Anyway, he has this channel as well. And when we connected he definitely brought like bigger, like my, like things in my life got bigger, but it also caused me to have certain emotional experiences that I hadn't felt before, but it was really healthy for me to feel. And from that cracking open, I expanded in the ways that felt delicious to me because that's what I choose to pay attention to more often. And so I, it's, it's so powerful, this channel, it, it can expand. It's like blowing up a balloon and so see your emotions as power sources and be very aware of where you're pointing that power source. That's all.
everybody. I have human design readings available if you're into that. They're both 40 minutes long. The human design basics reading, we cover your, what I call your big three, which is your type, your your profile, and your incarnation cross. Then I have intuitive readings where you can kind of ask me about a specific thing that you want to talk about, and it's a bit more conversational. And I just kind of look at your chart, and then your chart yells at me to talk about something, and then I listen and talk about that i also have timeline jumping offers which is like my manifestation practice i need to stop feeling weird about the word manifestation but anyway um it's my manifestation practice it is i have like a written little booklet on it i have an audio hypnosis meditation if you are into that and then i also offer one-on-one sessions where you can jump with me i also offer like self-doubt thought experiment things it's the thing that i use when i am feeling self-doubt And those are all my website. That's all. Love you. Bye.